Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Amen. Let's turn in your Bibles with me this morning to Acts 11, verse 19. Acts 11, verse 19. We're going to read to verse 26, and um, I might interject so that I can leave some emphasis. The Bible says, now, there is a now church. See, a now church means a church that are not just doing things the old ways. We recognize the fact that God is working. God is moving. Our God is a moving God. Amen. And we're not going to be a people that will just stay and get stilled. No. We move with God when God is moving. So he says, now. Now those who were scattered. And please note the word, they were scattered. God will have wished they were not scattered. God will have wished that these people were sent. Do you know in the act of apostles, the early church, they were not just sent willingly. They were scattered. When people become too wrapped into their own agenda, God scatters them. When God is speaking to you, my son, my daughter, do this. Serve me. Obey me. Do that. And we are too consumed in our own plans. Some scattering follows. The Bible says in the act of apostles in the early church, they were scattered. Sometimes God scatters people by different means. So no scatterings of the devil. After the persecution, now those who were scattered after the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but Jews only. Now that gave me serious concern. They were scattered. They left home. They traveled to America, to India, to wherever, to London to Egypt, to, to Britain. But when they got to where they were going to, they decided to form churches of people like themselves that spoke their language. They started churches that, and they spoke only their language. So they spoke only to the Jews. Can you imagine the foolishness in what they did? The title of my message today is Enlarge Capacity for Kingdom Network. Because you must understand that God has a bigger agenda, much more than just your own will. There's a bigger agenda. There's an agenda much beyond your own will. Now, you cannot uh, change your look or change your race, but you must understand that there's something you carry that is for every race. It's for everybody. So I can't come into the place and say, you know what, I'm only going to be the friend of my wife, the friend of my husband, and as I came in here, that's how I'm going to remain. No. If I'm moving to a street, the people in the street have become an extension of my influence. I got to know the guy across the road, the guy on the right, the guy on the left. Come to my street, you'll find out that's how it is. You must understand wherever God has planted you, your light must not be put under a bushel. They were scattered. Some of us have been scattered. That's how we have found ourselves here. But whatever the thing is, we have found ourselves now in the place which he called Phoenicia, Cyrus, Antioch. But we cannot choose to preach to the Jews only. Then he said in verse 20, but some of them, I thank God for some of them. 
I am one of the sum of them. You are one of the sum of them. Everybody may be doing something in some kind of way, but God will always pull out a remnant. There will be some of them that will heed the instructions of God. There will be some of them that will lift up a banner for God. And I'm so glad I'm talking to some of them this morning. It says some of them who were from Cyrus and Cyrene, when they had come to Antioch, they spoke to the Hellenists. I love this scripture. Some of them, it wasn't because they met an angel. Some of them just felt something is wrong with the way I've been carrying on. I can't choose just to stay to myself. I can't choose just to speak only to myself. I should be able to reach out to other people. I should be able to preach this gospel to other nations too. So these people, they started speaking to the Hellenists, preaching the word of God to them. Now, you must know that they were taking a risk. So the Bible said these people, as they started speaking to the Hellenists, preaching the Lord Jesus, now see what happens when you decide to reach out. Verse 21. The hand of the Lord was with them. May the hand of the Lord be upon you. And a great multitude of people believe the Lord. Friends, there are more people outside your clique. More people outside your race. More people outside your church that God wants to bring into the kingdom. You must understand that there is grace to carry that is beyond just a little clique. You see, in the beginning of the church, when Christ was born, and this thing about networking has always been the desire of God. That nations should understand that you are not just by yourself. So that's why God always has to enforce it. When Jesus was born, the Bible said, far from the east, kings came and brought gifts to worship him. Now, they didn't say they were not Jews. And God did not say, these people here, they're not Jews, so I'm not going to show the star. He allowed the star to shine in the east. I see east coming in, west coming in, south coming in. I see people coming in from all races. My dear friends, when they come, they will not look like you. They may not even dress like you. They may not even talk like you. But you must understand that they are seeking what you are seeking. They are seeking, where is this king that has been born in Israel? So the Bible said they came. And you must understand that the gospel is for the rich and the poor. Because the Bible says, the kings came. Also the shepherds came. The shepherds are watching over their flock by night. And they also came. They heard the angels come and glory be in the heavens and goodwill to all men. And they came to worship this king. So you see that just by the birth of Jesus Christ showed us network is for the whole world. So beyond the birth of Jesus Christ, you now see the day that the Pentecost was fully come. The Bible says, and the Holy Ghost came, Jesus Christ had told them you must tarry in Jerusalem. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, he said the Holy Ghost came. Now God chose the day that everybody, all the Jews had traveled from all over the world and different people have traveled from various parts of the world to Jerusalem. Now ask this question. Why did God choose that particular day? Because when they came, they heard these people speaking in their own language. Oh my. God was up to something. God was trying to tell the world that this Jesus, this gospel, is for what? The whole world. 
So the Bible said that they received that now. That very day, about 3,000 people gave their life to the Lord. And they went back. Now you will think the whole essence of that is to take this gospel where? Back to where they came from. And they should have been preaching it to the people. They met at home. And Peter, who preached that night, should have got the message. You would think he did. See, many times in church, we think, wow, that message was for me. That message blessed me. It really touched my heart. The question is, how deep was it? Many times when you have encountered in God, it is only skin deep. God wants you and I to have a deep impact. God wants his word to be trapped in your bone, like Jeremiah said. The word is trapped in my bone like fire. I couldn't contain it. That is a word that is deep on the inside. So you see, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came down and everybody had him. You will think Peter has learned this lesson. So we jump to chapter 10, Acts chapter 10. The Bible said Peter was hungry. So he was praying at the rooftop. God made him to fall into a trance. And what happened there? And inside that ship was all kinds of unclean animals. And he said, Peter, rise, kill and eat. He said, ah, no, Lord. Whose voice did Peter hear? The voice of the Lord. It was not the devil because he said, no, Lord. What shocked me with this passage is Peter knew it was God speaking. And he had the audacity to tell God no. Before you laugh, have you not said no to God? Okay, let's forgive you one time. Peter did it three times in a row. Three times this thing happened and he kept on telling God no. God was trying to show Peter the agenda now is to move the church onto a global level. The agenda is to increase the capacity. But you know what? Peter said, I'm not ready. Are you Peter saying you're not ready this morning? Are you telling me I'm not prepared? I'm not ready. And now you got to understand that Peter had a lot of doctrinal issues. Which has been his problem. He has doctrines to tell God, God, have you forgotten? I am a Jew. As if it was not God who made the rules. Sometimes we behave as if we know more than God. People just made up their mind that that person is like this. I can never work with them. Now that person may hold the key to your breakthrough. You don't know where God has actually hidden your blessing. You trust in God. To get married, and you are saying, I'm not choosing, I'm not being stubborn, but I can't marry from any country like this, 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 this. I can't marry anybody like that, 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 that. I'm not choosing, I'm not choosing. I can't marry anybody who is that short, who is that tall. Okay, keep on. This morning, I want everything that has hindered our capacity. Amen. Things that we say to God, God, you can't talk, you can't talk to me. It's a no. That area is a no. We are going to say, Lord, take the stage. Take the stage of my heart. Have all the control, Lord. I'm just a vessel. Nothing more. When God is doing something new, we must be a people that are open in our hearts. We cannot stick to an old way and conclude that that's the only way it can be done. As you walk with God and you are praying with God, the light of God should be shining more and more in you. I'm giving you a clearer picture, a new understanding about situation and about people who you once held an opinion about when you had a dim light. You know, if the light is not shining brighter, 
If there are no new interpretations of situations of old, then what is the proof that you're actually progressing? There are many of us who people you know very little about. You have concluded about them. Maybe you heard something you didn't hear properly or you were misinformed and you formed an opinion. Now, the more you walk with God, the more your position should change. But if God can't change your mind, if he can't change your situation, what it is is really you are not making any progress. Working with God is not a thing we just clock in and clock out. So you see in this passage we read today, Act 11. This follows the encounter of Peter because he refused saying to God, I'm not going to change my mind. And in the end, God had to compel him. So these visitors came from Cornelius. And he followed them to the house of Cornelius reluctantly. And while Peter was there and he was ministering to them, telling them about Jesus Christ, the Bible says the Holy Spirit fell down without his permission. And Peter was offended. What's going on here? These are not Jews. How come the Spirit of God fell upon them just like it did to us? So what stops us from baptizing these people? He realized that nothing could stop them. And so the Bible says he stayed with them for a few days and he left. Now, query was waiting for him. Like I said at the beginning of this message, many people will query you, why are you now relating to that person? Did we not agree they will not be our friend? Don't allow anybody to box you. Because Kingdom Network has something much bigger than your personal agenda. You must understand these things are the subtle ways by which we tell God no. It's worse than what Peter did. So the Bible said Peter, when he got back to Jerusalem, the church accused him. They sat him down. They criticized him. He said, you went to fellowship with those people. What's wrong with you? Peter had to tell them how God arrested him. I don't know who you are, who I'm speaking to today. But you must be able to get to that point where you should be able to see how God arrested your heart. The Bible says, chapter 11. So in chapter 11, from that point where Peter had defended himself, from verse 1 to 3, the Bible said that these folks started speaking to the Hellenists. And what happened is the church began to grow. While the church was growing, something else now started. The news now came back again to the headquarters. It seemed like the church in Jerusalem had become a place they were just pushing files. Nothing new was happening there in Jerusalem. The real action was now happening where people were open to new ideas. Sometimes you are criticizing some churches. You are criticizing some businesses. You are criticizing some marriages. You are criticizing some individuals because they are open to the flow of God. Now, be careful who you criticize. Because many times, God is steering our hearts. I want you to do this. I want you to understand this is the direction that I'm going to bring in the flood. But people just say, you know what? There's only one way to do church. There's only one way it must be done. There's only one way it must be done. You must understand that when these people begin to come in, they don't know your old ways. I don't know why I'm talking to this morning. There are several cultures that we hold on to that it will not allow the gospel. There are so many things that now happened when the church began to open up. So the church in Jerusalem had administrative problems, doctrinal issues. But the church in Antioch began to grow. So they sent a man called what? Barnabas. Question, why Barnabas? Now there's so many reasons. Barnabas had a good reputation. Why? How? Number one, 
One of the first that we say about Barnabas is when God saved Saul, God told a man called Ananias. He said, Ananias, I am sending you to meet a man called Saul. And you are going to pray for him. The guy has been blind for three days. He said, I'm not going. God said, you are going. Now listen to me. I, had, I knew everything he did. I have met with him. And you are going to minister to him. And so that he may receive his sight. What a honorable thing that God chose him for. This man got there. Brother, so I don't know what happened though, but God who met you on the road met me as well. He said, I should come and touch you. I've touched you. I'm... The guy ran away. This guy ran away. He disappeared. So Saul received his sight. Saul felt, wow, what a beautiful God. Saul now felt, okay, brother and I, what did I do? I don't know you. I don't know your God. The guy ran away. Sometimes you have brought people to church. We have introduced them to you. This brother just joined our church now. And I want you to just meet with him. He said, oh, brother, God bless you. And that's it. You left them. Now, the brother finds himself like a fish out of water. So Paul, who was called Solas at this time, he was like a fish out of water. His new church did not receive him. Seriously. That's exactly what happened to Saul. Saul felt, I am now an enemy to the state, the establishment. But the new church have no place. So when Barnabas heard about this story, he went to look for him. And then he brought and said, brother Saul, come. He took him to the leaders of the church. Now, you have to understand that when this man met with God, there was a word. That through him, the nations of the world will hear this gospel. But he needed a Barnabas. Should I say he needed an Ananias? Ananias has run away now. So God raised a Barnabas. I want to ask you, will you be the next Barnabas to somebody in this house? If you want to be that Barnabas, my dear friends, number one, you ask yourself, do you invest in people intentionally? The way to do this is to invest intentionally. You have to go out of your way. Make up your mind that I'm going to invest in people. Intentionally. The highest level of unselfish thinking is when you give yourself to another person for their development and their empowerment. You know when you do that, it's a win-win situation. When Barnabas was developing Saul, he had no idea that he was preparing a ministry for himself. He didn't know. Number two, selfless thinking. Ken Blanchard, he wrote this. He said, people with humility don't think less of themselves. They just think of themselves less. You know, by actually going out for other people, reaching out to other people, and making it your duty, you are reaching out to that individual. You are allowing that individual to be able to find a platform. This is what God wants of all of us. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 2, 3 to 4. He says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out, not only for your own interest, but also for the interests of others. And number three, on that point, spend your time wisely. Spread it. Reach out to new people. Now, this message is both ways. Because even if I'm new in that place as well, I want my own circle of influence to increase too. I begin to look out for people, not just wait. My next point, being able to intentionally reach out. God intentionally reached out for me. My salvation was not by accident. You want to pray for that discipline. 
that you will be able to intentionally reach out. Listen, that your neighbor will always come in and lock the door and go out. You have to intentionally, one day, sit down by your car. You'll catch me here today. Because I don't understand why you will give me a card at Christmas. You don't even know my name. Some of you do that. You shouldn't. Don't. You should put their name there. Verse 25. So Barnabas was sent to this place. And when Barnabas was sent, the Bible tells us that because he was a good man, a man full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith, a great man, and great many people were added to the church. But verse 25, something amazing happened. In the midst of a beautiful flow, Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. Now, why? what's going on there? By this time, Saul had found that he's come to Jerusalem church many times, even after he was introduced. But he found out that Barnabas is only one man, friends. The rest of the people, they didn't give him the right hand of fellowship. So Saul left the church. My prayer is, we will stop leaking through the back door. There are people that come for a short while, but there's nobody reaching out to them. So they leave through the back door. When Saul left for Tarsus, that must have really pained the heart of Barnabas. But that was not his intention. So the Bible says that Barnabas, in the midst of the flow, he could see something beautiful happening. He saw a now church. He saw a church that is doing things in the new way. Everybody was having, nobody was suspecting anybody. Nobody cared about history. They all knew they were all emblems of grace. They were all Gentiles, now saved. That's who we are, friends. I don't have any boast in the Lord more than you do. So Barnabas left the service. He left the fellowship. And he went to look for Saul. That is one of the most beautiful things that Barnabas did. And that's the beginning of this great revival. Because God already has started it, but the right kind of people must be gathered. Listen to me. There was no memo from headquarters for Barnabas to go. Don't wait until pastor says, if you know somebody, carry a grace for what you do. Go get them. Everybody almost understand. You know, it's just like you have a company, you have a business, and you know that somebody can meet this need. You go to get them. Why is that different in the house of God? Barnabas went to look for this. So, at a time that there was no Google, there was no, there was no social media for him to say, okay, I have his name. So, for him to, to have gone to look for him, it means it's a major effort. So, that gives me about four points for us as we close. You must initiate movement towards people. Initiate movement towards people. Don't wait for somebody to come and call you. Reach out to them. Initiate movement. You know you are grace in a particular area. Don't wait where they must come to my house. They must come and beg me. No. Initiate the movement. Number two, become genuinely interested in people. You can't be a Barnabas if you are not interested in people. If I hear something is going on, I know of a meeting that is happening or something that can bless, I look out for I say, you know what, I think you need to go to this one. I think, I think you should be in this meeting. I tell people, particularly if I know that they are new or they don't know about it, you know, be interested in people. Don't just be a person that is all about me. You know, it saddens my heart when I see people who should know better. You tell them about it and they think, what is the need for me? Sometimes it's not about you, it's about what can you do for other people. It's not about you. It's about what God can use you to do for other people. When you meet with people and you want to be a Barnabas, look for what have we got in common.
While you are finding the common ground, also learn to celebrate the differences. Because the beauty of creation is that God made us to still be different in personalities. Don't assume you can't take a joke. No, don't joke with somebody who does not like the joke. Because you can ruin what you have built. Let go of your agenda in order to help someone else succeed. At this point, Barnabas was the main guy in Antioch. Barnabas was the chief apostle. If he entered, everybody got up. He was the one who has come from headquarters. So Barnabas was king abroad. (laughs) Barnabas could have kept it like that. He could have kept that prominence. But Barnabas said no. Antioch needs Saul. Saul needs Antioch. I'm going to look for Saul. And he brought Saul to Antioch. He told Saul, if you stay in Tarsus, you will dry out. I know the hurts. I know the pains. I know what people have done for you in Jerusalem. But you must come. There is a move of God. I'm talking to somebody today. There is a move of God in this house. There is a move of God in this house. Don't stay in the old. Don't keep on thinking, I'm going to stay for a few months. I'm going to stay for a few years. No, join the move. And you will see the hand of God upon your life. So they came. And of course, the Bible said when they came, they started teaching for one year. There was no agenda. There was no title. There was no nothing. They were serving the Lord. Teaching and preaching. And praying unto God. And you know what happened in the next chapter. Chapter 13 verse 1. And the Holy Spirit came. Set apart for me. Barnabas and Paul. Kingdom networking. I am praying that God will raise such caliber of men in this house. Of people who will think beyond their own need. The people who will know that God has saved me for a time like this. I am not going to be coming to church and clocking in, clocking out. Anyhow, I am going to be a person knowing. You know, there's a few things I wrote down here. When the shift occurred, the Bible said they called them Christians in Antioch. They didn't call them Christians in Jerusalem. When we begin to connect properly, we are sensitive to each other. We come together to serve the king from the east, from the west. And we have one agenda in the house. We'll be called Christians. They were called Christians in Antioch. Are you still with me now? And the Holy Spirit came down upon them. Your anointing maximizes in the place of your purpose. When you find purpose, your anointing will maximize. Your anointing will just automatically come out. It is the move that will bring out your relevance. Don't try to look for, I am important. Just flow in the move. And naturally your importance will show. That's exactly what happened in this passage. Three things I want to say as I close. Barnabas could have carried on by himself, but he believed in the team. He believed together we can do it better. So believe that together we can make a difference. Mother Teresa said something. I can do what you cannot do. You can do what I cannot do. But together, we can do great things. I can do what you cannot do. You can do what I cannot do. Together, we will do great things. There are things Barnabas could do that Paul couldn't do. But when they came together, two two of them, they shook the whole Gentile world. 
they went out and took the old gospel to the ends of the earth. Teamship believes that we can do far better. Many of you are directors and top, top shots, presidents of your organizations. You know what I'm talking about. So why would you come to the house of the Lord and now just look? God wants you to bring in your skills, bring in your talent, bring in everything you have got. The kings came to worship. They didn't come to watch. The shepherds came to worship. Bring all that you have got and let's worship this king and you will see the glory belongs to God. Amen. Amen. Together, we can lead better. We can't expect the direction of the kingdom to be in the hands of the government. That's why I started with the government. God has not put the future of the kingdom in the hand of the government. He said the kingdom shall be upon his shoulder. That's the church. No country, no government understand the agenda of God. So that's why we must rise up in stature. If you are doing what you should do and I'm doing what I should do, listen to me, we will not have to be a beggar to any country. Listen. There's no amount of what you keep that will lie you more than what you are. When you begin to pour yourself into other people, can you imagine how far it will go? How far it will go? You need to pray and say, Lord, use me for your glory. Have your way in my life. Use me for your glory. Use me, oh God. Use me. Use us. We are not strangers. We are not aliens in the house of God. We are one family. Lord, use me. Let your glory fill my house. Lord, let your purpose be revealed in me. Let your purpose be revealed. Use me as the pen of the ready writer. Use my voice. Use my hand. Use my intelligence. Use my connection. Father, I release in this meeting, Lord. Impartation, Lord, for service. Impartation for connection. Every wall of separation, Lord, that has hindered people from serving you together, Lord, we break it down. In the name of Jesus. Let there be life connecting with life. Let the power of God be magnified in our service. Thank you, Lord, for abundant release of resources. Be glorified and be lifted, O oh Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We give him praise. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.